Welcome to day 274 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp, David Keefe, and Matt Kresge as we continue our journey through the book of Matthew. And of course, we're in one of the richest sections of uh, Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's one of the largest extended uh, sections of Jesus' teaching we have in the New Testament. The other one would be the one that uh, John gives us. Uh, you know, toward the end of Jesus' life called the Upper Room Discourse in John 13 through uh, 17. And these are deeply rich. Of course, we know the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught them all day, and we can read, you know, the version we have in Matthew in less than 15 minutes, but this is the heart of who Jesus was and the heart of who, of what Jesus taught and the heart of what he calls us to be. So we come to our last chapter in the Sermon on the Mount in chapter uh, 7 this morning. And uh, as always, before we uh, before we read scripture, we we pause to realize what a precious gift we've been given to be in the presence of God, to hear His voice, and by His Spirit to have His Word take a deep effect in our hearts and lives. So, before we uh, before we read, David, why don't you lift us up in a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for your Word. And we thank you for the words of Christ that we're about to read. Um, these are deeply meaningful, um, deeply informative, but above all, um, they give us the, the heart and, and the character of Christ. And so we ask now that as we look at your scriptures, that we would behold the words of Christ, that they would have a deep impact on us um, and inform our hearts and, and also our lives. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give the dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. By their fruit you'll recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and perform many miracles? Then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. 
Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, Jesus gives us, you know, one of his famous summaries of the law. Of course, on one occasion, uh, a teacher of the law comes up and says, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and, and with all your strength. Here he says you can sum up the whole law by acting toward others the way that you would have them act towards you. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are a lot of you know, wonderful things, you know, in, in this section. Probably mm-hmm. the scariest part of it is the you know, part where it talks about fruit, and it talks about those who perform miracles and driven out demons, uh, and yet uh, they don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so an interesting section. We'll never be able to cover everything in any chapter that we do in the book of Matthew, much less any chapter we do out of the Sermon on the Mount. But there are a lot of things that stand out in this passage. Or some of the things that strike you guys. Well, I was going to, since you touched on it, that's kind of the one for me, verse 21 through 23. Because you look at those um, acts, if you will, they seem so impressive. And yet, you know, Jesus would say, the one who does the will of my Father. I mean, who who would enter the kingdom of heaven? And, um, we realize that in other passages, Jesus actually taught that God's will. So you're, the question is, well, what is God's will? And God's will is that we would repent and believe. And that is so simple, but that is it. And yet we get kind of into this thing of thinking all the things that we have to do. Yeah. But he's asked us just to sit in that place of acknowledging and repenting. Mm, or, and or if we want you know, the full gospel expression, it would be repent <clears throat> and believe and bear fruit. Right. You know, yeah. In keeping with repentance. And of course, mm-hmm. that's the context in which it, you, you have this. You say a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear right. good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown mm-hmm. on the fire. That sounds a little bit ominous. And, and so the marker... Of mm-hmm. those who follow Christ is, is what? It's their fruit. Mm-hmm. By their fruit, you'll recognize them. And then fruit is obviously not the fact that you've prophesied, not the exactly. fact that you've cast out demons, or not the fact that you've performed miracles, but something that's probably far more you know, to the character of what it means to be a follower of Christ, which he's described for us as mm-hmm. he began the sermon in the Beatitudes. Yeah. You're poor in spirit. You're... Uh, you mourn, you're meek, you have a deep hunger and thirst you know, for righteousness. Mm-hmm. You are a, a peacemaker. You're willing to suffer persecution for the cause of Christ. So those would be some of the things you know, that uh, the Beatitudes are kind of the equivalent of uh, Jesus' version of Paul's The Fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like when the kingdom's at work in your life. Mm, so good. And when one of those kind of fruits, you know, he talks about it in, in the opening section when they're judging others is, you know, that whole idea of, you know, you, you have the, the speck in your brother's eye and, and the beam in yours, which is just, we are so quick, right, to kind of maximize maybe the sins we see in others and really minimize the sins we see no in doubt. ourselves. And yet Jesus reverses that. And it says, like, there's obviously two fellow strugglers there. Mm-hmm. But there is that call, and part of that fruit is recognizing your own sin, your own shortcomings well before you're, 
He's going to so quickly point that out in someone else's life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, again, the scary part of that, I hate to keep going to the scary parts of this, but uh, with the, um, the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Yeah. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured against you. Mm -hmm. And so when we are quick, you know, to detect faults in others, uh, and, and we may be, you know, a little bit unfair with them compared to our own inconsistencies and our own hypocrisies. Uh, God says, okay, I'll, I'll take out the same ruler and I'll hold it against mm -hmm. you. Which is crazy. Would, mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, the verse 12, you know, one of his, his summary passages, you know, mm -hmm. so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you, which speaks right into that type of situation. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's obviously give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. the way you work overtime yeah. to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And you love to kind of his uh, teaching on the character of God, you know, and, and uh, in the sermon on the Mount, he's taught him to pray. And he says, you know, this is how you pray our father in heaven. And, and what a, I mean, a marvelous statement that we could just stop right there and say, you mean we get to address God as father who is in heaven. And, and yet he reminds him, you know, this father, look into his character, look at the kind of God he is, you know, the invitation into mm -hmm. prayer and to, to drawing near to God is, is not a, a God who is distant or standoffish or who wants to torment us or tease us or whatever we want to, you know, he, he, it's a, he's a good father. And he even says, you know, which of you, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in, he Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Yeah. And what a great description of God. And, of course, also an mm -hmm. apt description of us. We don't often like, you know, mm -hmm. to describe ourselves as evil. But, but our heart and our compassion, you know, compared to who God is and the depth of His heart and His mm -hmm. compassion, mm -hmm. we fall so far short of that. You know, we might act altruistic, you know, uh, altruistically, you know, when it comes to our children, and some don't, you know, some actually do, do are evil to their kids and abusive to their kids. But that that's probably finding us at our best. We, they put those little ones in our hands and our heart goes out to them and we want to give them everything that we have. But we don't know how to give good gifts. And sometimes we get selfish and withhold good gifts. That never happens, you know, with our Heavenly Father. And of course, the promise right before that is, you know, whoever seeks will find, and whoever uh, asks, it'll be given, and whoever knocks, the door will be open. You know, that the God is not going to be elusive to anyone who, who wants to know him or wants to receive from him, uh, that he does know how to, you know, give good gifts you know, mm -hmm. to his children. And you'll see that passage at times. People will misuse it and say, you know, mm -hmm. so if you don't have, go, God will give it to you, you know. And this is the point of what Jesus is saying here. It's it's not that God will just give us everything and anything we ask for. You know, it's he He knows how to give good gifts, and he knows what is good, not what we think is good mm -hmm. or what we no. desire. You know, into that, it's not so much to just go and ask whatever you, you know, God's some kind of magic genie. It's mm -hmm. God's not God's not evasive or running from us or hiding from us. Yeah. He and invites us. I love, uh, you know, I loved, uh, you know, there was an old phrase, you know, from Hudson Taylor, one of the, you know, first foreign missionaries to inland China. And uh, you know, he used to say, God always gives his very best to those who leave the choice up to him. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the trust we have in coming to him, mm -hmm. uh, that we trust him to give good gifts. And not only do we trust him to give good gifts, we trust that he is giving good gifts. Mm -hmm. So if we find ourselves in suffering or darkness or tragedy, 
it's more than just suffering, darkness, and tragedy. It's God working in and through our suffering, darkness, and tragedy to produce a glory or a gift that is even greater than, you know, than than the tragedy. And it, that's hard. That's hard for us to know. Mm-hmm. We, we trust Him when we're living in abundance, and we trust Him when we're living in scarcity. And of course, mm-hmm. looking at the stock market right now, you might ought to prepare yourself for living <laughs> in scarcity. <laughs> Yeah. And that's really no way to end a podcast, but we have run out of time. Well, he does end it with... Well, there you go. Hey, all these words I've just spoken to you, uh-huh. be the wise man and live them out. Yeah. Put them into practice. They're, mm-hmm. they're these not, aren't just to contemplate mentally. Or just to have a nice yeah. theological discussion in your small group. Mm-hmm. These are something to be treasured, held on to, and to be the very foundation of your life. And they'll radically alter your life. Yeah. yeah. Way, to, way to rescue us from a really mundane <laughs> ending. <thing. laughs> Matt, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word and time in it together. Um, Father, our, our prayer is um, the end of Jesus' sermon, that we would hear your words and put them into practice. Father, that we would build our lives on you and, and on the, the firm foundation. Uh, Father, help us to do so. Help us to hear your word, to respond to it, and to live it out. Mm-hmm. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Yeah.